Hey everyone, I'm Jen Garrett and welcome to the Move the Ball podcast. On this podcast, we are going to talk about how to succeed in business and in life by putting winning strategies into practice to help you advance faster. So if you're looking to move forward and reach that next level of greatness, then you are in the right place. Now get ready. Let's suit up, show up and move the ball. Hey everyone, Jen Garrett here. It's so great to be back with you on another episode of Move the Ball. This episode is part of my special Path to the Draft series, where I am having conversations with NFL draft prospects on their path to the draft. So today, inside the huddle with us and ready to share his story and talk about his path to the draft is Matthew Sexton. Matthew is a wide receiver who played at Eastern Michigan University, finishing the 2019 season with 34 receptions for 508 yards and four touchdowns. Matthew played football at Clinton High School and was part of a football program that went 45-4 and during his high school career, having never lost a regular season game. Matthew finished his high school career with 99 touchdowns, and he racked up 6,623 yards of total offense during his four-year career. Matthew, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you being here with me today. So let's start off with you telling us more about your story. How did you get into football? What was your path? Football has always been something that has ran through the Sexton family. So it was it was just something I always enjoyed. You know, I, I started when I was really young, you know, five or six. Of course, flag football. I actually got bumped up a year early in flag football to go play tackle. You know, I just kind of took off from there. You know, I was just always the fastest one. Uh, always the fastest kid running around. You know, I used to literally run sideline to sideline just to avoid tackles. You know, I would run back and forth until I found something and I would just go, you know, go run and score. I just kind of took off from there, you know, middle school football. You know, I got hurt my eighth grade year and didn't actually play. The next year, my freshman year, I got put on varsity. I did really well. You know, I always wanted to play football in college, but, you know, coming from a small school, I graduated with 70 kids. Um, our school was we probably had maybe at most 300 kids in our in our school overall in our high school. So I mean, going Division One and you know getting scholarship offers from Division One schools was not something that happened really at all. You know, we had a guy that was maybe four years before me. He played at Air Force. You know, he didn't get a scholarship offer, but he went and played at Air Force. He had a you know a real successful career there. And I mean, I was I was really the first person to get a, a full ride scholarship to a Division One school in the history of my my school. Talk to us. What was that like getting that scholarship and just transitioning from a small school to a bigger university? Yeah, it was it was crazy. I just remember getting that offer. You know, I I was actually going to stop playing football after high school. It was like sophomore to junior year because things were just not falling into place. You know, there's interest shown from schools, but not what I thought it was. And it was something that I was, you know, I was just kind of fed up with and losing a lot of weight. I was going to camps, you know, back and forth. You know, I went to 15 something camps in a month just trying to get one offer. And I remember coming back from one camp and got home and I was just kind of done with it. It was after that one. I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm I'm just, I'm, I'm fed up. You know, I'm not going anymore. And I remember sitting on the couch. My mom tells me, listen, you need to get up. And we're going to this last camp. There's going to be you know, a whole bunch of college coaches there from all divisions. You know, we're going to this one. And that was the one that got me my offer. Coach Haygood, he's not at Eastern anymore, but he was there for my first three years. And he uh, helped me out through it all. Getting that offer was was crazy. You know, I remember going to eat at Red Lobster afterwards and, and uh, 
me not even been, being able to eat. I almost started crying at the table, you know, just because I posted on Twitter and it started blowing up. Oh man, here we go. Like this actually happened. You know, I remember going to the bathroom and just kind of looking at myself like, wow, you actually did it. It's a huge blessing. It's crazy, man. It was, it was a great, a great thing. That's a great story. So talk to us. You've gone to all these camps, you're getting discouraged and you want to quit. And your mom says, no, we're going to one more. Like, how did you stay mentally focused that instead of saying, okay, I'm just going to go half-assed because I'm tired of this. How did you say, you know what, I'm going to still perform at my highest and give it all that I've got when you're already mentally drained? Like, how did you retain that mental focus? Yeah, it's just kind of engraved in me. I think that's something that that has always has always driven me even when I didn't even really know it. It's just something that is you either have it or you don't. I give a lot of praise and a lot of thanks to my mother too. She helped me through this a lot and probably more than she knows, but she's definitely been been a rock through all this. Well, that's great. And what I love about the story is it's about that not giving up. And when you have another opportunity that presents itself, you still keep going. You're committed and that you're going forward. And I think that's important for my listeners too, because nothing goes as we want every single day of our lives. There are things that happen that wear us down and we get frustrated, we get discouraged. And there are people that will see another opportunity and say, I'm going to take it. There's others that are like, I'm just tired. I'm done. Continuing to push on, even when you're down and you're tired and you just want to quit, you're like, no, I'm going to take advantage of this other opportunity. Whether someone helps push us in that direction or we see it ourselves. I mean, once we know the opportunity is there, we have to just commit to it and say, you know what, I'm going to take that shot and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. And like literally the night before that, I just remember pulling into the house and just crying, being real upset with myself and kind of having that feeling like this might be over, you know, and at that point, I gave a lot to the game. That was six, seven years ago, you know, and that's a whole nother level now. Crazy how far, you know, if you really don't quit and keep moving, it's crazy how far you come, you know, and, and time flies by. So let's talk about EMU's Pro Day. We're, we're in an environment, we've got this coronavirus pandemic and, and things are shut down, but your school was able to have their Pro Day before the other Pro Days were canceled. So talk to us about that experience. What was that like for you? It was good. It was, it got me the recognition I needed. You know, like you said, 34 receptions and 508 yards is not a crazy stat. So I, I needed that pro day to show what, what I was truly capable of. It really was a blessing because I think like Michigan's was the next day and theirs got canceled. It kind of sucks to see people that aren't able to get their pro days in. And because, you know, everybody's out here trying to achieve the same goal. You know, everybody's trying to go to the NFL and, um, you know, not even the NFL, you know, NFL, CFL, XFL, all that. You know, everybody's just trying to go to that next level. And, you know, it just kind of sucks to see a lot of people not, um, you know, be able to, to get their pro days in and get that opportunity or that chance that they need. So tell us, what is it about you that makes you special? What is it that separates you as an elite wide receiver over others? It's, a, it's the versatility. I think I have some game-changing speed. The film, it shows special teams, you know, kick returner, punt returner, uh, punt blocks. You know, I've had three big punt blocks in my career. I play outside, slot. Uh, you want to look at, you know, high school, you know, I played a little defense, you know, I could play a little defense the next level too, maybe, you know, um, I think that's a, the big thing, though, that I take pride in my game is the versatility and being able to do what anybody asks me. It's being coachable and just my work ethic. I work hard. I love the game and I love what it's done for me and done for my family around me. And I love that you talk about being coachable because that's an important skill, no matter whether you're playing football or just playing in the game of life. I mean, the people that really succeed are those that remain open-minded, coachable, and open to feedback and, and wanting to learn and grow and how they can improve. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. Now, tell us, what was your most memorable game and why was it memorable for you? 
Well, I would have had to have been the this this past year the Central Connecticut game when I blocked that punt. That game was was huge. I mean, it was you know fourth quarter, ten seconds left. You know, it was really like everybody was leaving. It was at our home field. Everybody's leaving the the stands. You know, nobody really thinks we're gonna win. And you know, I went and blocked a punt and and returned it for a touchdown. And it, it was just the crazy. You know, the feeling and. Yeah, just the feeling inside the stadium was was nuts. And I was wearing the deuce, too, for Demarius Reed. And I think he had a huge part. You know, he passed away a couple of years ago, and I think he had a huge part in, you know, what happened. And I truly do. He was he was there for sure that night. That's one reason why I've always loved the game ever since I was a kid is the game isn't over until the game is over, right? Yep. And in my book, there there's a chapter called Play the Full 60, and it talks about how it's not over until the game clock hits zero. So I think that was a great game, and it's a great testament to, you know, it isn't over until it's over, right? And so you got to keep playing every second till the game ends. Yeah, exactly. So tell us, was there a coach in your life that really – helped and guided you? And was there something that that coach said to you, some real good advice that has really stuck with you? So in high school, I had some really good coaches. I mean, my head coach, Scott McNitt, he was, you know, he was always there. He was one of the coolest guys I've known, man. He was, he's always kind of looking out for everybody. Coach Fielder, he was Jeremy Fielder. He's my high school strength and conditioning coach. He's our defensive coordinator. I, I would say him because he just kind of taught me some real life discipline, really showed how to work hard. Because, you know, we were in high school and he's doing the lifts with us and, and running with us. And, you know, he might not know this. I've never told him this, actually. But he just he kind of inspired me to to work hard, like really hard and and, and improve in a, in a lot of aspects of my game. And I'm, I'm forever grateful for that. So when I read your bio, I talked about how in high school, your high school team never lost a regular season game. What do you think? was the reason for that success? I mean, obviously there's talent on the team, but we know that talent alone isn't what wins games. So my four years there, we didn't lose a single regular season game. We've lost before, you know, but yeah, I just think it was the chemistry in, in the coaching. Like we all just wanted to win, you know, really just a pure want to win the game and just kind of all played itself out. You know, we had really close games for sure. You know, we just kind of pulled them out in the end though. So what about habits and strategies that you've, learned over the years that have really helped you to be successful. What habits have you really implemented into your life, into your routine that has helped to ensure your success? Uh, I think just discipline and like you said, like having a routine. I think having a routine is is a huge part of it, like especially with the coronavirus stuff going on right now. I think it's important to have a routine and, and keep that thing going. You know, I'm, I try to get up at a solid time, eat, you know, get breakfast in the morning, get my body moving, maybe go for a jog, you know, take the dogs on a run just kind of start your day. You know, just having that discipline to keep doing that and and keep your body moving. I think this is a real, you know, with everything, you know, the stay at home order. And I think this is a real testament to having that discipline and building good habits. Absolutely. What I want to do now is let's do a couple of fun questions to end the show. Uh, What's your favorite food? I'd say my favorite plate is a nice fat steak with some mashed potatoes, maybe some green beans. A nice plate of steak. Great. And then how about, what's your favorite football movie? I'd say Friday Night Lights. That's a good one. I I watch it many times, over and over. (laughs) It's a tearjerker too. How about, what's your favorite professional sports team? It doesn't have to be football. I like the Tigers, the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, they've gone through a lot. So I like the Tigers. Gotcha. Okay. And then if you could be any superhero, who would you be and why? I would say, I'd say Superman because he's just, he's the, the model hero. 
got the physique, you know, you can, I mean, flying would be cool. You know, you got super strength and stuff. And lastly, how can people follow you on your journey? What social links do you have that we can watch you? Yeah, you can go Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Matthew Sexton two. And then my Instagram is Matthew underscore Sexton 10. Okay, great. And we will put all of those in the show notes as well. So you can follow Matthew on his journey. So Matthew, thanks you so much for being on the show and sharing your story with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I wish you much success in the draft and in this new chapter. And thanks to everyone for listening to today's episode. And we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball, check out my website at www.jenniferagarrett.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.